Are the Red Sox winning the World Series? We talk about this and more with Lucy Birch on this episode of the Locked On Red Sox podcast. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to welcome you back into the Locked On Red Sox podcast. Thank you so much for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day. I'm your host, Jake Ignazuski. And today, we are joined by a very special guest in Beck QL's Lucy Burge, who in each and every single Red Sox win, she tweets, Red Sox are winning the World Series. And she's also tweeted in the past, the Red Sox are good. She's one of the most positive people in the Red Sox community. And her and I talk about why this team is different from others, why you should be excited about them, and why you should be convinced that the Red Sox are good. Let's get into my conversation with Lucy. I am here with Lucy Burge. And Lucy, the first question I got to ask you, are the Red Sox going to win the World Series? See, I thought, Jake, this would be the first question. And the answer, of course, is yes, they are going to win the World Series. I was just, as a matter of fact, looking at their odds to win the World Series, and there are quite a few teams that have worse odds. Although there are some teams that are you know, more teams that have better odds. But you know what? That's okay. It, they're at plus 8,000 right now, okay. and that's not the worst. So, yes, they are. As of right now, I would say, yes, they are going to win the World Series. And I, I feel like you make those tweets when, like, fans need it most. Oh, and, yeah. like, like, especially, I think it was, you know, even 21 in, in last year as well. Uh, I, I always try to quote tweet and just be like, manifest it, like put it out I, in the universe. We got to get the positivity out there. You were one of the first people who started quote tweeting them and say, put this out there, manifest <laughs> yeah. it. Cause that's yeah. what it was. I started in 2021, just tweeting it at the beginning of the season. It was April, 2021, uh, tweeting that out every time they won and still do it every time they win. And now it's just kind of like throw it out there. But I do believe there is something special about this year's team. But that year, when they made it to the ALCS, I started kind of freaking out, being like, is this working? Is this actually happening? Like, could they actually? And they were so close to actually making it to the World Series. And can you imagine if they actually had won it that year? Would have been really nice. Last year clearly didn't work out too well. And I stopped tweeting it around <laughs> like August. It started to yeah. be just too sad to even tweet. And I, I would start tweeting, they're going to win another game. And that would be yeah. the duty. <laughs> but this year, I, I wouldn't rule it out. So it's going to manifest it. And if we all believe, maybe if we all just chant it together, then maybe it will actually happen and uh, build up that momentum. And I, I, I feel like, you know, this week compared to last week, there's a lot more positivity surrounding the team. That was one thing, you know, Lauren and I last week, I said to her starting every single episode, like, let's try to have like a positive tone. Like, let's try our best. And then we ended up going down like a little bit of like rabbit holes and negativity. I'm like, wait, let's reel it back a little bit. And, you know, at the end of every episode, I say, uh, keep the faith. I started that this past season because going back to 2004, even though, you know, I was five years old or whatever. Like that is, keep- wait a minute, stop. You yeah. were, were you actually five years old? Yeah. And- lo- I told wow. Lauren this our first episode and she was like, I didn't realize I was 10 years older than you. Oh my God. Well, I, okay. Let me- I was born in 99. Pretty- Oh my God. Okay. So I was, I was turning, well, I say I, I wasn't that much older in a sense. I was turning, (laughs) I was turning 13 that year. So I was 12 when they won it. So that's not the big, I mean, in numbers wise, (laughs) it's not the biggest difference from five years old, but I do have a a older memory of it, I guess. Yeah. yeah, So like, I tried to tie that in because 
fans, I felt like needed faith this year. Like they, yeah. there need there needed to be a reason to have faith. And then you know, this past week, I added uh, stay positive, and then you know I always end it like let's go socks. And uh, that that's that's one thing that I feel like, especially after after you know last night's game. I mean, that was honestly the first time I had uncontrollably been like, let's have it go. Like yes. the last time, last time I felt that way was in twenty one. Yeah. Uh, last night, I think, was the first time in I don't even know how long that I actually tweeted the F word. Can you believe it? On Twitter, <laughs> posted it on Maine. Well, at the I, same time, Verdugo did the same thing on live say, television. So it I, was I a feel like he that. gave you permission. I feel exactly. like he gave you permission. That's what I thought. And it's it was that kind of night, though, where it was like this. You have to be kind of unhinged because yeah. this is this team. There is something about this team. I am telling you, with these walk off wins, they're finding a way to win. In that's all you need, all you need at the end. It doesn't matter how you play. I mean, it mm-hmm. does, of course. But when you look at how the, the season goes, what matters is if you win the game. And if they're finding ways to win, then it, it it's going to work out. And if they're doing that, then that's all, that's all you can ask for for a team that coming into this season. I don't know about you, Jake, but it is driving me absolutely nuts when people say, but just blanket statement, the Red Sox suck. The Red Sox yeah. suck this year. Okay, well, they people even say that after they win a game. They've won nine games this year so right. far. Last year, in April, you know how many games they won? In all of April, nine games. In all of April, they are already, If let's say they win another game this month. They have already starting to outpace how they did last year at the beginning. So I'm not giving up on, on them, but I think the core of being a Red Sox fan is to be a masochist and to be negative. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about it. And I love embracing the negativity. And that's why when they do actually suck, which they don't right now, there's a little part of you that like not enjoy it, but there's there, you get to like lean into the negativity and complaining, which sometimes is kind of fun. And you get to take a bath in it. And it's a little bit fun to complain <laughs> and to listen to, to sports radio callers in this city just get, complain about it. And that's a little bit fun. But right now, you can enjoy that this team is not at rock bottom, even though they're at the bottom of the standings exactly. in the division. But you know what? It's it's all it stay positive, I think is a great motto. I I think that like that fueled negativity sort of makes games like those walk-offs be that much more gratifying. Like I I was like clapping and screaming at the TV after Kike had a strikeout, drop third <laughs> strike. And I thought in my mind, I can't believe I'm like actually like clapping and like getting this excited over you know a strike three and you know th- that i was on the edge of my seat and it, it oh, wow. kind of reminded me to uh last year even though you know we're talking about baseball with, with the patriots when zappy came in and threw that ball mm-hmm. to jacoby myers and he made that diving catch that was the first time i was screaming at the tv and, yep. and just like feeling the cockiness of the haters because you ain't a sort of like new england cockiness feel Yep, exactly. Zappy fever. Can't wait for that again. But now yeah. it's it's the fever of uh, it's Verdugo fever. It's yeah. like Verdugo socks. But after that game, you get that sense that this team can pull off these wins. And that's not that's not a bad team. And no. people are like, oh, but but the, even today, seeing it on Twitter, people being like, oh, what the Red Sox suck. They just won. So it's really tough to argue that this team sucks. Because you look at how many of the the batting averages are, say, below the Mendoza line. That's that's one thing. But they're winning games again, and people are like, "Oh, but but there's always a but." But they're playing a team that sucks. But they're playing the they did get swept by the Pirates, and they did. But okay, this is their schedule though. 
They're playing their schedule and they're winning games. So don't tell me that this team completely sucks. And it's just, it gets, it gets really annoying. And you don't even, don't respond to the haters then in that, in those, those cases. Also the other thing too, that like I've brought up throughout the beginning of this season, which is, it's crazy that, you know, in my mind, how we're talking about it, it feels like we're already in July, but you know, it's only been happening for like two weeks. Maybe it's just because we've been yearning for like real baseball to start and for us to actually be able to root for things and not overanalyze spring training games. But it's getting to a point right now where the depth you can only have so much depth and I find it hysterical the amount of injuries that are piling up and they're like well if I'm got actual depth I said last week I bet Bloom is thinking I how much more can I do how much more depth can I really get and you know we're, we're lucky that there's an Manuel Valdez who's able to come up and, and be able to fill in at second base. You know, we're lucky that there's a Cutter Crawford who's able to go six innings after Brian Bayo blows up. You know, we're lucky and for those things. Run. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and pinch. I thought that was so odd. Oh, but- that was. I see one of my favorite things is when players play in positions that you would never expect them to yeah. play. Like when Jackie Bradley Jr. pitched last season or say when Cutter Crawford pinch runs those are that's some of my favorite things and so that was a very last night was as as one account tweeted out it was like a movie last night was like a movie and that's the kind of thing i think we're gonna get in spurts possibly this season is games that you after think did that actually just happen in a good way sometimes in a bad way but i think more in a good way than in a bad way because I, I don't see people just say, like, it's spring training. So let's say in spring training, when they were on pace to break the record for winning streak in spring training, people were still saying, this team sucks, though. Yeah. And that is just such a lazy thing to say, I think. I'll call that lazy. That's a lazy thing to say that this team sucks. Because, again, they're at 500. They're not in the, in the garbage. There are teams that have worse odds to win the World Series than this year's Red Sox team. I hope that you are enjoying my conversation with Lucy, but I just want to take a second to talk to you about Built Bar. So something exciting is coming to Built.com on April 22nd. I don't have all the details yet, but the excitement is real. It's something that you won't want to miss. If you haven't checked out Built Bar or Built.com just yet, it is one of the most delicious tasting protein bars that you can have. It not only tastes like a candy bar, but it's also really good for you. It's filled with low sugar and high protein as well. So mark your calendars and head to built.com on Saturday, April 22nd to be one of the first to discover what all the hype is about. I can't wait to see what this new flavor is. So make sure to use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. I don't know about you. I am super excited. So make sure to tune in to built.com on April 22nd. Now let's get back into my conversation with Lucy. I I, th- I think a guy like Chris Sale is a perfect example that things can change on a flip of a dime. Oh, I mean, last week it was the the whole narrative of is Chris Sale done? You know, could could they potentially put him in the bullpen once you know James Paxton comes up? You know, what left does he really have in the tank? And then comes out and three hit, you know, eleven strikeouts. And you know, I saw I saw your tweet yesterday. You know, five and a half strikeouts like that that easily hit. But I'm now I'm curious. Do you think it'll probably go up to eight now for his next start? It might go up to seven. It might okay. six or seven. I would say his next line will be set at seven and a half. And I might take that. He has hit the over. I'll have you know it on strikeouts in every start so far this season. And no matter what, even his first start, which was really, really tough to watch. That was a, a avert your eyes type of situation. Yeah. 
but he hit the over on strikeouts and I couldn't believe it. And he, it was five and a half and he had six strikeouts. And I, I could not believe my eyes when I saw that he had had that many and hit the over. And in the middle of just a barrage of tweets, like, oh no, mm-hmm. this team is blah, blah, blah. I was just like, I hit the over on strikeouts, like a little green check. I was like, there's a little positivity. <laughs> right? I hit the over on 11 strikeouts. So like Cora said post game last night that this is such a good thing for sale because right. he is so hard on himself. And I think Cora was a little worried about him because he was like, yeah, he's this guy. Is, he keeps calling him too. this kid. I always forget <laughs> that sale is still in his 20s like that. He looks like is he 29? Am I correct on that? How old know. is Chris Sale? Because or is he, maybe, is he thirty? I forget. But he's he's he's, he's there. He's still, okay. And I was oh, thirty four. What? Okay. What? Why did I was I gonna say if he's still in his twenties? Holy crap! That was really weird because I thought was is he younger than I am? I'm thirty one, and I was like I always I was like wait is he no that was really never mind never mind but still Coro still calling him a kid. He's thirty four. Like funny. that's not a kid. But yeah no so that was he's just hard on himself. And for him to get that, it, there's still probably something he was like, oh, I didn't do that right. But you know, he had 11 strikeouts. Right. That's got to feel good for Chris Sale to come back and and do that. Because I I, I even tweeted, like, is he, if he when is he ever going to be good again? And last night he was. So it was. it's a nice little, okay, Chris Sale is back. Right. We can all breathe. And I, th- I think, too, like, if he allows like three earned runs next start, it's going to be like, all right, here we go again. But no, like, all right, this is his fourth start now Like when he does that. You know, once he gets up to like 20 or 15, you know, hopefully he gets there, you know, knock on wood. But like that that's when there's a sample size to actually start saying, all right, you know, now there's an issue. And, you know, we, we could potentially get, you know, an, an Aguaro Rodriguez type back and forth or Nick Pavetta type back and forth. Hopefully not. But at the same time, if he's on, He's on. And I, I feel like especially with how uh, a lot of these pitchers have overachieved at some points, especially in the rotation. I mean, one thing that going into this season with how the rotation looked, I mean, you brought up the record already more, more wins than they had last year in April. I mean, th- this rotation performed way better than most expected with the amount of limited uh, viable depth that they had to begin the season. Well, that's the thing too, is before the season started, I thought this team is going to defy so many expectations and surprise a lot of people but I think it's surprising people but they're still like well this team sucks and again it's so early in the season but so far this I would say is a better team than most expected them to be I don't think many people expected them to have nine wins I think they Mm -hmm. expected them to have like two or three and maybe none but now they have almost 10 let's say 10 tonight let's say Kluber knock on wood does okay but um yeah no I I just I think this rotation starting opening day was not not a great start and not the vibes were not high and I was one of those people that was very disappointed I would say that Sale did not start opening day but Mm -hmm. then Sale makes his first start and you realize probably why because Alex Cora is smart, and he probably knew that he did not want Sale absolutely bombing on opening day. Let's, and also I think because he thought, okay, Sale is so hard on himself, let's take some pressure off of him. It was but, also his birthday too, and it was his birthday. How can mm-hmm. we forget? That's why I was like, wait, how old is he? Because I remember <laughs> looking that up, and for some reason equating that to being twenty nine. Don't know, <laughs> but so I, yeah, so he that was his birthday. So um, I think he just wanted to enjoy the day as a as like a person on his birthday. Yeah, sure, take your birthday off. That's okay. But uh, as someone who does that every year, the day after Christmas is my birthday, so of course I take it off. Jeez, but yeah. it's a little little different. But yeah, no, I think you should take your birthday off. But that's another discussion. 
I agree. And, you know, I think with a lot of these players, too, it's it's so easy to look way too into the small sample size. You know, we talked about it with Sale, but you could also say the same thing, you know, about Yoshida, about Christian Arroyo. Uh, and and I, from what, you know, I, I saw today with Manuel Valdez being called up, which I was super excited to see him get the call. Do I think he's ready from what I've seen in Worcester thus far? No, I do not. But I find it very fascinating that right when you see another guy potentially get an opportunity to fill in for a guy in Christian Arroyo who isn't placed on the injured list, but he was injured over these last few days or you know had not been playing, fans are just so easy to be like, all right, this guy sucks. I never want to see him on the oh. field again. He's not an everyday player. But give him more of a chance than that. Right, exactly. Like you, you I think that's the initial reaction is because – you want this team to be good, but then you you see that and you're like immediately like get him off this team, fire this guy into the sun. No, we we give him a chance, like we're giving Chris Sale a chance. Like of course we're giving Chris Sale a chance, but untested players mm-hmm. still give them a chance because I think at the end of the day, a saying I you know is used too much, but whatever. I think this is in theory, a bridge year yeah. to some. And I don't want to think of it as a bridge year. I want this to be – I go in with expectations low and right. you won't be disappointed. So, yeah, bridge exactly. year, but you can win a World Series in a bridge year. Why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, because like I, the reason why I was laughing is because, you know, listening to the Name Redacted podcast like last yeah. week, like Tyler was talking about how everybody went up in arms when he called it a bridge year. It's just like I thought we were all in like this sort of same like understanding with that. I thought we were all in the same boat going under yeah. that bridge. I think we all like we we all understand that we're not like when I say yes, they're going to win the World Series. That's as high as you could hope for. So sure, but do I act? Do I would I be completely surprised if they don't? Of course not. Of course I would not be shocked if they maybe if they're just a wild card team, let's say, or if they don't make it to the playoffs at all. Of course I would not be shocked. But you if you. You can hope for that, and and then if a player for one day is not good, of course you're not going to say, okay, get him off this team. <laughs> but it's a year because you have that ad- advantage of it being a bridge year. Mm-hmm. You can bring guys up like Valdez and right. give them a chance to see how they do. And of, I don't think it's going to be – Who, who did you say? Who? Did you just say Bogarts? Valdez. Oh, Valdez. Okay. Yes, no, I, Valdez. I heard Bogarts, oh, and I was no. like, all right. Well, I think we all hear Bogarts because in our hearts, he's still around. No, Valdez. <laughs> bring him up. If you bring guys like Bogarts back, I think, you know, you, you have a chance. I think. <laughs> no, if you bring guys up like Valdez, and then yeah. you, you can give them a chance, see how they do. I don't think by all accounts he's going to be up for that long. But it's kind of interesting. You see, you look at the guy and he looks so happy. And you're like, I he can't wait is. to see this guy play. This is going to be fun. And, and he's so, got you know, Juan Soto stands too. Love yep. it all. Watch this guy, you know, maybe maybe stay up here a little bit. You never know. And, you know, that also gives like a chance for, you know, Jaron Duran to get, get, in my opinion, his final shot. And we, we've already seen him play very, very well uh, in, in, you know, his, his last two games of playing. And I, I feel like, you know, this is a time for Duran, you know, Christian Arroyo, and, and also some of these younger guys as well, like Bayo and Cassis. And you could even put Yoshida in this boat to get used to playing on a major league roster and against major league competition regularly. And I feel like, especially with the transition off season that this team had, this is the year where you figure out what you have. And then this next off season is when you really, really start to plan for competing for a world series in 2024 and 2025. Cause in my mind, if you if you realistically don't have those two years in your mind of when this team is legitimately going to contend, you're just being delusional. 
Exactly. And I mean, let's say it's a, it's, it's a drought. Let's call it a drought, a World Series drought. And I think fans are, are itching. You know, yeah. it's only been like, you know, like half a decade, which <laughs> is a watching. long time. <laughs> yeah. That's a long time to have yeah. not won a World Series around here, especially in your lifetime. It's all yeah. you remember is winning. And I mean, that's barely all I remember. We just too. like winning. Yeah, there you go. And stay positive and stay strong. And yes, and keep winning. Hashtag winning. Thank you, Charlie yeah. Sheen, for that. But I, I think that fans are itching for that. So it, I mean, it's, it's got to happen soon. It won't be. I don't think it will be 86 years again. But I think, I think it'll be like maybe this year, you know, or like next year. Something like that. I hope that you are enjoying my conversation with Lucy, but I just want to take a second to talk to you about eBay Motors. So for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. And every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part that you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only, exclusions may apply. Now let's get back into my conversation, Lucy. <laughs> my thing too, like, I, I feel like what a lot of fans, and, you know, I want this too. I would love to have a team that will bulldoze down, down other opposing teams, kind of like a Mets or like a Padres, like a super team. Like, that'd be amazing. But at the same time, and you could even look at the Dodgers as an example last year, winning 111 games. Yes, it's great to be able to have those teams, are those generally the teams that win it at the end? Not always. And I, I feel like having those expectations going into the season and then just being so disappointed at the end of the year that you had this powerhouse that couldn't ultimately win it. And I feel like having an underdog type of team like we saw in 2013, like we saw in 2021, makes it even more fun to watch those big games. Exactly. And when you think about the teams, the Red Sox teams that have won the World Series in, in the past couple decades – 04, no one really expected that. I mean, Schilling came in to win a World Series, but did people coming off of 2003 think that they were going to do it? They were underdogs every year, basically. Like 2018, 2013, they, they kind of came out of... 2007 a little bit, came mm -hmm. out of nowhere. They were never... the. You think about teams like the Astros a couple years ago, and you, they're a team that's like, okay, that's a powerhouse. Or like every year, the teams like the Padres, the Astros... And the Dodgers, I guess, they're like powerhouses. And then mm -hmm. the Red Sox have never, after 2004, I guess, people are like, okay, yeah, they're good. But it's never been that kind of elite powerhouse, right. kind of like the Patriots of football kind of thing, mm -hmm. or the Patriots of baseball have never really been the Red Sox in a sense. And it's years like, say, this year, where they are counted out that they surprise a lot of people. And I feel like as well, one thing that Lauren and I talked about going into the season with this team, things had to go right. And obviously early on, specifically with injuries, things haven't gone right, specifically with those. But you're starting to see different guys come up huge that you didn't really expect, like a Cutter Crawford, like a Josh Winkowski. And I, I feel like the more that we see those guys uh, be able to come up big in those clutch situations, that only makes it not only uh, – 
you know, better for the organization for this season, but also down the line as well, because those guys are starting to really cement themselves, not only, like I said, in this year, but to be a part of this Red Sox team for years to come. Exactly. And you look at like before he got injured, Adam Duvall was exciting and he right. was ramping up and he was a kind of, you didn't expect him to be, he started to become the total bases king. I would go mm. over on total bases on him every single night and he would hit it. But now that's disappointing, but it's guys like that, that you can't wait for him to return. But it's guys like that, that you, the surprises, that's the most fun. Mm-hmm. And that's, I would say, look for Cassis to break out too, because I can't wait. He is the so. most intriguing player to me right now. I know he's, his batting average is not great. And his defense, though, he has to handle a lot of, of things defensively that are it's tricky plays that he has to make. And he does it. Mm-hmm. So I would I he's also just an intriguing character. So I would I he's just I would look for him to break out hopefully this season. I hope so, because I mean, when I met him a few times down in Worcester, he, he was honestly the most mature guy right. uh, that, of, of you know, a prospect pedigree uh, that I had ever met. And, and you know, I, I think, too. People who just figured out that he was a quirky guy right when he got called up, like weren't paying attention, I guess, because like I, I had so many conversations and, you know, maybe this is just because I had that access and I, you know, was able to watch him in Worcester a lot. You know, he was just a quirky guy. And I think that's what makes him who he is at the end of the day and, you know, brings more energy and personality into the clubhouse rather than not. And I, I think as well, you know, with Cassis, he he just needs to get into a groove and and yeah. you know you you see that frustration that he has when he strikes out four times uh you know on on Tuesday but then you know you see him draw that huge walk in that big situation and I I feel like especially since Duvall got injured all all you know fans have just been yearning for is you know somebody be that spark plug outside of Rafael Devers and somebody else to contribute and it's nice you know Verdugo's been able to do it consistently but we're starting to see different guys like turn to be able to come up big and you know who knows what you know what will ultimately happen when Yoshida gets that spark you know you could say the same thing with Cassis as well but once these guys start to get in that groove of playing every single day and and start to you know go through those roller coasters which ultimately happens in 162 I mean, I think this offense could be a lot better than what we've even seen in a small sample size. Yes, and I think we should all have the energy of Cassis when he walked and he mm. screamed. That's the energy we have to have, yeah. the let's go energy that he had there. That's going to be little snippets of sound bites for the season that I think at the end we can look back on. I think about this, I'm telling you, every single day of my life, the mic'd up sound of that the Red Sox tweeted out when Rafi was mic'd up in spring training. And he's just like, just speaking, like just free thoughts. Like we just goes Rafi. And then he's like running. He's like, you slow, bro. That sound like that's when I thought, okay, there's something special about this team. And then you get the cast is screaming sound. And yeah. then I think also Verdugo last night on his post-game interview when he swore twice. Yeah. I think that a collection of this sound, you look at that and you're like, this team has chemistry. This team is exciting. And I think on the field, that's all you need. And they're winning games. So I think all together, there really is just something about this team. I agree. We actually did an episode right after that. Who who do you think will win a race for Dugo or Devers? And it was it was just so fun to like <laughs> be able to get that sort of lens of like to see those guys' personalities fr- from that angle and that from that perspective. Um, but you know, for you looking at the rest of this twin series, I'm curious if there's anything, you know, I know you got Sox money line uh mm-hmm. tonight, which you know, for for people who are listening to this tomorrow, they're like, uh, oh, you know, I either won or lost it. But you know, for these next few games against the twins, wh- what are you looking at? 
Yeah. So again, I think Cassis will, will have a good series. I just want him to have one good series. And I think Tristan Cassis will have a good series here. Maybe his batting average will go up above 200. That would be great. But I think looking at tonight, Kluber to get his first win with the Red Sox. Really want that for him. That's what I want. And then Red Sox, Red Sox money line all the way through. Let's say I'm not, I'm, you know what? I'm going to go with Jake from, from yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, the name redacted podcast and baseball is dead producer and extraordinaire. I'm a big fan of Jake sweep. <laughs> Would be fantastic. Just sweep. I love it. I love it. And all we can keep on doing is just staying positive. And remember the Red Sox are good and they're going to win the world series. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Appreciate you covered. I take the time, Lucy. And for anybody that wants to, you know, support you on, on all the amazing things that you're doing with Beck UL, as well as, you know, Odyssey sports, where can they do that? Oh, thank you. So it is on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Lucille Burge. Follow me on Instagram at Lucille Burge as well. TikTok is Lucy Burge one, that bastard who took Lucille Burge and, <laughs> and Lucy Burge, both of them. And then BetQL.com is where all you can find all the other stuff that I do. I hope that you did enjoy my conversation with Lucy Burge and got a little bit more motivation and, and excitement surrounding this Red Sox team, especially after that incredible Alex Verdugo walk-off that we saw two nights ago. I, I hope that we're able to feel more of those incredible feelings and excitement about this team throughout this season. But if you want to continue to stay updated on everything regarding the Boston Red Sox, make sure to subscribe to Locked On Red Sox over on YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts. We post five days a week and not only update you about different things that are happening surrounding the team, but also bring on great guests, including people like Lucy as well. But we have a very special guest tomorrow. And for our everydayers, make sure to check out tomorrow's episode because we have Emma Tiedemann, who is the play-by-play -play broadcaster for the Portland Sea Dogs on. And she talks more about some different players that you should be excited about throughout the Red Sox system. Her thoughts currently on the Boston Red Sox team this season as well as much much more so as always we greatly appreciate everybody making locked on red Sox your first listen of every single day so make sure if you listen every day to check out that episode tomorrow also make sure to follow us over on twitter it's lo underscore red Sox. you can follow myself as well it's at jake iggy and also my co-host lauren is la 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 three laws lauren with four r's but we have great content ideas, as well as guests planned throughout the rest of this season. So make sure, like I said, to tune in five days a week. We'll be posting, and we hope to see you there. But we'll end this episode how we always end it. Keep the faith, stay positive, and let's go Sox. Peace.